hey, and welcome to a brand new podcast. This is the H-Dog Pod. I am your host, Michael the Hound Dog Harrison. Some of you guys uh, may know me from uh, the Jan Dan Show on TSN that I've been working on for a couple years. Uh, others may be perhaps from the Going for Broke podcast, which I did with uh, my buddies Adam Skelly, Tumam DeWong, uh, and Eric Rosales. I've been missing doing podcasting, so I wanted to get going on them again because they're a lot of fun, and uh, I want to tell you about my life and and uh how i perceive things my rants of which they're uh legendary especially about certain things like the bachelor and uh the seahawks so yeah that's sort of what this podcast will be will be about i think uh it's a a mishmash of a lot of different things but mainly i would say my biggest passions which of course are definitely golf reality shows specifically the bachelor i think uh we've got to be talking about the, the current season and how vulnerable everybody is and how they're all in it for the right reasons and just the ridiculousness of that show uh, is always entertaining to me. I'm sure uh, I'll also be talking about my disastrous dating life, which, of which there is, well, there is no dating life for me. It's been a long, long time. Uh, I've had uh, many a story which are uh, not so good for me. So I'll definitely, I'm, I'm thinking, just be discussing that. Uh, and just life and just my perceptions of things and how things are going. I, I envision hopefully maybe two episodes a week is my thought that's the goal who knows life gets in the way life is really busy uh, and i definitely without question want to have guests on in the future uh maybe some athletes given that i work at tsn i might know some athletes or some different people in different fields i, I, I want to talk uh lots of different things so that's what you could probably expect from this podcast and uh also me being a wordsmith the h-dog pod is also an uh, acronym for hound dog on golf plus other diatribes, good word. That's what you can expect from this uh, this podcast. It'll be a lot of fun. Hopefully maybe a half-hour episodes. Who knows? I might get lazy, and it might be 10 minutes. It may be an hour. No idea. That's brand new. That's the great thing about this. It's brand new. No idea how this is going to go, but it should be a lot of fun. Now, by the time you hear this episode, uh, by the time it gets dropped, uh, it will most likely be after the NFC and AFC title games with the Chiefs and Titans and uh, the Packers and Niners. Hopefully the Packers win. That'd be nice. I don't want a division rival for Seattle winning uh, the uh, the Super Bowl. But uh, back to the Seattle Seahawks, which, of course, some of you maybe have seen me on Instagram Live ranting about them losing. I swear people would rather them lose just to see me get upset, which I understand. I get very fired up. I've been watching this team. I got into them late in the late 90s because no one cared about the Seattle Seahawks. They were a garbage team, and I figured that's why I want to get into them. No one likes them. They're very average. They're not, not doing much. Instead of everyone picking, you know, the Dallas Cowboys or Green Bay or what, or what have you. Thank God I did that because obviously the Seattle Seahawks have been pretty damn good in my, uh, for my lifetime. But I still have the anger. I still have the rage, which I love. If they lose, I don't. If I ever get to be a fan that doesn't care if they lose games, and I'm just like, ah, oh, whatever, it's just a game. No, no, just... Be done with me, basically, if that's the case. I love that I have the passion and the fire inside that burns deeply. Side tangent, of course. I'm assuming there'll be a lot of those tangents on this podcast. Uh, the whole it's just a game thing. I want to just stop saying that to someone who loves sports. Of course we know it's just a game. Obviously, it doesn't, in the grand scheme of life, it doesn't really matter. But to say to someone, especially if they're fired up and their team is just lost or some bad play has happened to them or whatever, and to just say, oh, it's just a game. Yes, I know. We all know it's just a game. It's not a big deal. In the grand scheme of life, it means absolutely nothing. There was a girl that uh, I went on a few dates with that um, uh, I was texting her one time about the Seahawks and they were losing and I was upset. And she said, literally, you know it's just a game, right? And I'm like, 
yes, yes. And she's like, you know, there's real world problems out there. You know, there's starving kids in Africa and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, okay. Obviously, that's way more important than the Seahawks losing a football game. Clearly, I'm not that dumb. But just please, don't say to someone, it's just a game. Sound hedging over. But yes, the Seattle Seahawks lost to the Green Bay Packers in a game they had no business being in. Seattle had, had no chance to win that game. Without Russell Wilson, their quarterback, honestly, Seattle is like a four-win team at best. Maybe even a two-win team. But he is so damn good. And it's frustrating to me why they don't let him just unleash the offense and throw the ball a million times. Because the running backs, especially at the end of the year, three of them were injured. Just just let Russell throw. They're always way behind in these games. And he has to play magician to come back, which he almost did. And this is the thing, of course, that pertains to the Seahawks, but other teams as well which I still can never understand in the NFL. How the heck do receivers, your job is to catch a football, and you're obviously one of the best in the world to be able to do that. How can so many receivers not know how to catch a football? It's absolutely insane to me. In the Baltimore Ravens game, there were six drops for Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson's receivers. And in the Seattle game, oh my God, they almost came back, had a crazy comeback in the fourth quarter. But Malik Turner had a ball right in his hands, and he dropped it. The ball was right in the breadbasket. No one was even on him, and he dropped the ball. I swear, if he makes that catch, Seattle probably ends up winning the game. Oh, I, uh, uh, just so frustrating knowing they, had, like I said, no business being in that game. Shouldn't have won, but they could have won had it not been for a brutal drop. It blows my mind in the NFL or or any football league for that matter. How many guys drop passes? But of course, the NFL is the creme of the creme, the best of the best, uh, and even great players. Travis Kelsey, an unbelievable all-pro tight end, dropped a couple passes. Makes no sense to me. Don't understand it. <sighs> Something else that occurred to me uh, last weekend that I'm curious to see uh, if you guys, if this has ever happened to you. It's one of those, like, never-meet-your-heroes type of situations. Although I wouldn't say, in particular, my hero. But yes, I was. I definitely wanted to talk to them. I was at a, a pub with a couple of buddies, Mark and uh, D-Rock. And a contestant from Big Brother Canada was working there, which... I couldn't believe it. it blew my mind. They're from Montreal. And I was like, whoa, what? I just wasn't expecting to see that. And I really wanted to talk to them because I thought it'd be kind of neat maybe get a picture with them and, and discuss the show a little bit with them, blah, blah, blah. Part of this is not my fault. It, part of this is, is without question, me just being me and not for some reason being able to have, being able to get out the first word with people. I don't know why that is. It's, uh, it's one of those deals where I just can't, for some reason, I'm just shy or something like that. Once I get the first word out, no problem. So I could have had a, a golden opportunity to talk to them. They came by uh, the bar, but I wanted to be 100% sure that it actually was them from Big Brother because I didn't want to be like, hey, you're from Big Brother. And then they were like, uh, what are you talking about, you uh, creep? Of course I'm a creep, but I, want to, I don't want them to know that I'm a creep, obviously, right? So I want to confirm that it was, in fact, them. And it was. The rest of the night, I tried talking to them several different times. One time, I even talked to them directly to their face. No response. Another time, I said, hey, can I just grab like a minute of your time? Yeah, yeah, hold on just one second. And then there was no follow-up. And then the, then the last time, I just said, hey, uh, I just want to say something quickly about Big Brother. And then and then I was actually going to have my actual point I wanted to make them to them. And I was going to say, hey, uh, did people recognize you from Big Brother? Oh, yeah, a little bit. And then that was it. The conversation was over. Didn't get to say any more. It was kind of one of those frustrating moments. To be fair... It was a really busy shift there. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like the place was empty and they were just ignoring me completely. However, it's. It's. It wasn't. It wasn't the snub of the century, certainly. 
but still kind of got under my skin. And I'm curious if, if that's ever happened to you guys where, you know, you're, you're wanting to talk to someone, either they snub you completely or, or they're rude or they just uh, ignore you. I'm just, I would love to know if that's ever happened to you guys because it definitely happened to me last uh, weekend and uh, oh, that was a little annoying. Uh, not the end of the world, but eh, 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 wasn't the best. Given the fact this podcast is called the H-Dog Pod Hound Dog on Golf, plus other diatribes, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about golf a little bit. Uh, I know a lot of people immediately, oh my god, golf, I'm going to stop listening to this podcast. I get to most people, uh, the sport can be boring, but I want to talk about and discuss things that are sort of the more lighter and funnier moments of golf, maybe not necessarily getting into the guts of the game. I'm sure in future podcasts, I will discuss, like say the Masters is coming up in April, we'll get into the nitty gritty about actually discussing golf related stuff, you know, getting really into the guts of it. But this is just sort of a human interest stories for golf. Brooks Kepka uh, is absolutely jacked, this golfer. He's won four majors. He's incredible. Just an absolute beast. And he has a f- an ongoing feud with Bryson DeChambeau, who's a very eccentric player. They call him, call him the mad scientist, always trying to think of ways, uh, basically through science, that he can get better at golf. And Kepka's very much a seaball, hit ball type of guy. Plays really quickly, Kepka. Drives him crazy that DeChambeau is a snail on the golf course. They, so they have beef, but that, they've had that for a couple years now. And so the other day, I guess Bryson DeChambeau has been lifting weights the last in the offseason to try to get stronger. So he basically threw, oh, it wasn't a tweet, it was a, in an interview, he said, oh, I have abs now, I'm ripped. Brooks Kepka doesn't have abs, like I'm, I'm jacked type thing. Which was like, what are you doing, man? All, all the players on the tour hate you anyway, and now you're just like trying, you're just trying to pick a fight. Now, it'd be hilarious if Bryson and Brooks uh, had this feud going, but they're actually really, really good buddies, and they're just trying to needle each other, and uh, everyone thinks they hate each other, but in reality, they're, they're actually really good buddies. doesn't seem like that's the case, however. But so Brooks Kepka dunked on him coming back on social media, saying, yeah, you're right, uh, Bryson. I'm uh, two, uh, two of these away from a six-pack, and he showed us four major trophies to absolutely destroy Bryson, who has zero majors. I thought it was quite funny that when you're a guy who has won, uh, Bryson's won uh, some golf tournaments, and he's definitely a very good young player, but you're trying to catch a guy who's well ahead of you in the in the history, in the annals of the game, maybe uh, top the brakes a little bit, but I love it. I love that Bryson DeChambeau is doing this, because golf is a sport, unfortunately, as I was saying, a lot of people find boring, not much excitement, uh, although... I think on, uh, I would like to show someone the, the back nine holes at a major on a Sunday. That's when it's a lot more exciting. Golf needs characters. Golf needs people who uh, move, move the needle in terms of maybe obviously being a great player or someone who annoys people or pisses people off, which is definitely what that's what Bryson DeChambeau does. And that's what Patrick Reed does, which he is the, the villain of golf. No one likes Patrick Reed. Even going back to his college days, huge villain. Uh, his, all of his college teammates basically disowned him and said, no, nah, we're not, you're off the team. We don't like you anymore, uh, Patrick. Get the hell out of here, basically, type thing. Uh, years ago, he said, oh I'm, a, oh, I'm a top five player in the world, which rubbed some people the wrong way because he hadn't even uh, gotten to that uh, point yet. And I, I believe he's never even been a top five player ever before. Of course, he has the green jacket, Patrick Reed. But it's good because he pisses people off. He does things that uh, annoy people. He, he, he He's at least out there. He's a character. He does stuff that's... Uh, now... Uh, of course, uh, last month he was embroiled in a bit of a cheating uh, scandal that people think he tried to to move his uh, improve his line a bunker to get a better golf shot. He didn't, of course, denies it. Yes, that's not good if he's cheating. But I love a guy like Patrick Reed because it's exciting, it's different. It, it golf needs villains, it needs people to to talk about because there's too many cookie cutter players out there that are just completely boring 
that are, have no personality at all, show no emotion. So a guy like Patrick Reed is out there for some of the, a lot of the time for all the wrong reasons, but definitely a good character. And speaking for all the wrong reasons, what an unbelievably weird story. Uh, Tommy Two Gloves Ganey. Most people wouldn't know this guy because he only ever won uh, once in the PGA Tour. But he uh, he's uh, also in the news for the wrong reason. Uh, last month he was embroiled in a um, – he got caught in a prostitution uh, sting. Middle-aged man. That's got to be highly embarrassing. But the crazy thing is Tommy Two Gloves, that's his nickname because, as the name suggests, he wears two gloves. He, he won on the Corn Ferry Tour a month later. How, uh, how about that for resiliency? Like I said, you, he would just try to, maybe after that story, just uh, go, go into hiding for a while because he just couldn't take the embarrassment. But good on him. He got the job done. <laughs> Seeing how this is the first episode of the H-Dog Pod, uh, thank you for listening, by the way. I intend to uh, make many, many more of these and uh, hopefully entertain you along the way. We'll have uh, future guests without question. And just to spice things up a little bit because... I don't know if you want to listen to me all the time. That might get a little bit of grading, right? One of these things that I, I almost hesitate to bring this up because it, it is uh, for the publicity that they're clearly intending for this to be. I didn't explain that very well, did I? Oh, boy. I'm fired. Uno. Most people have played that card game, of course, right? Uh, I saw a story. I was playing one of my trivia games because I love trivia. I love uh, HQ and pretty much I love uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire back in the day. Greed was my favorite game show. I've always loved trivia. And one of the trivia questions the other day was uh, concerning Uno, and I didn't know this story. But I guess over the holidays uh, in November and December, they were selling Uno packages, which, again, is a card game we've played, all played, and it's a fun one, whatever, but without red and blue colors in, in the game on the cards because it, they, they build itself basically as a nonpartisan edition because, of course, blue and red represents the Democrats and the Republicans. <sighs> really? Is this really what we come to? where we have to eliminate colors just so people don't argue. It's a card game. It's Uno. My God, why does everything has to be, literally everything nowadays has to be somehow linked to politics. And you're supporting this party. You're supporting that. That, 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 that. It's a card game. And I understand the whole reason they've done this. I get it. The reason they've, they've, they've made these cards is to get people talking like I am right now. And who's talked about Uno for probably decades, right? So I get it. But it's just like, Why? Why talk about politics? It's it's never a good thing. So if you are listening, my point is, if you're listening to this podcast hoping to get political commentary, you've come to the wrong place. There is absolutely no way that I'm going to be talking about political commentary unless I'm ripping political commentary and people discussing these things. Like I said, at the end of the day, I enjoy Twitter. Twitter is fun. It's a great source of information, and, and it's fun to banter with people. But it just becomes so often, immediately, if you support some sports team even, all of a sudden, oh my god, you support this, and da-da-da-da-da, and it just becomes this huge fight, it's like, holy crap, people, I just love my football team, just chill out, uh, and so unfortunately, politics is like that, so like I said, if you came here looking for uh, political commentary, you've come to the wrong place, because that's not going to happen on uh, the HR pod, that's for sure. Dangerous love. It's amazing we've gotten this deep into the podcast, and I haven't talked about The Bachelor yet, the season just started a couple weeks ago. The reason being, I haven't seen episode two yet. Yes, yes, I know. I'm bad for that. But uh, I just, I like to watch them on the weekends. It's a lot, a lot more fun doing that. So I'll watch uh, the second episode and the third one as, as soon as I possibly can. And we can discuss more of it. But I, I just love uh, about the, the show specifically, how people uh, either hate it or love it. Now, if you hate the show, I totally understand that. I was in your boat 
many, many moons ago. There's been a couple couples that have come, couple couples ha, have come from that show, but generally speaking, they never get, actually get married. If you're watching the show to see people find everlasting love and they're going to actually be have a romantic couple, this is the greatest marriage in the history of life, well, then you're watching for all the wrong reasons. The show is ridiculous. It's dumb. Like, you're supposed to watch a show, hopefully with some buddies, maybe have a couple of drinks, make fun of the show, make fun of the, the absurdity, the, the, uh, the ludicrous nature of the show. That's what makes The Bachelor fun. Again, if you're actually watching it to expect uh, reality, even though it's a reality show, <laughs> it's just not happening. But The Bachelor is so funny. It's ridiculous. And that is why it's just pure entertainment. That's why I love it so much. Please, no. I want to talk about art, specifically how brutal I am at art. I honestly think I actually am the world's worst artist in the history of time, and I would challenge myself against anybody on that front. Uh, at work, they uh, asked, um, how do you think the new Toronto Blue Jays jerseys, because they're rumored to have uh, powder blue jerseys coming out, uh, how do you think they'll look? So I tried, I tried and that's the funny, funniest thing, I tried like hell to actually draw something decent, and it was horrendous. I'm going to post that picture, uh, I'm sure, on the, the social media channels for this podcast. The picture was so bad. I just don't get I don't. I didn't get the art gene at all. You know, give me uh, math, give me spelling and grammar, which, by the way, I'm sure in future podcasts I will go on diatribes about how so many people cannot spell nowadays and their grammar is brutal. Ugh, awful. But yeah, this art piece of artwork that I drew for the Blue Jays logo I don't even know what it really was. It is basically just a big blob with a, a I think it looks like a baseball and like really weird fingers and like tiny little legs. And I just, I, I can't do art. I can't do art. And it, it, it amazes me for people who can. I'm so jealous of it because I have no hope in hell of ever actually being a good artist whatsoever. Uh, but yes, I'll post that to the social medias. And speaking, of course, of which, yeah, please do follow us. I'm going to create a, a Twitter account and Instagram and YouTube and all that fun stuff for this podcast and really try to make this an interactive thing. Uh, certainly ask questions and you can give uh, if you want topics uh, for me to rant on or however, whatever you see fit. Definitely uh, contact uh, me and we'll uh, love to talk to uh, about them on the show. And I'd love to uh, rant basically more because there's a lot more things. I wish uh, if I had done this podcast a few months ago, and there have been, you know, Seahawks games every week at that point because their season is now over, obviously. Oh, my goodness. I'm sure it would have been amazing content because uh, those Instagram lives, like I said earlier, man, yeah, I was uh, pretty, pretty, pretty upset. So with that being said, I really want to uh, say thank you for listening to the very first H-Dog pod, Hound Dog on Golf, plus other diatribes, I'm sure, to follow. Thank you so much for listening, and we shall talk to you soon. Bang.